0: In something like a lover's discourse, um, I will apologise for a hasty and improvised reply, but I promise to be quick. Um, I was struck by Patrice's comment earlier that um, a respondent is one who responds by taking responsibility for the paper. Um, And in that context, given that David passed me the paper just this lunchtime, I wonder what I'm to make of the responsibility for the crossings out that were in there that you didn't hear. Um, for Nina, there was, there was a little bit of dirt in there, but uh, you didn't get to hear that. I mean, I've been trying to think um, today, but also before today, about what transdisciplinarity might mean for or might mean in the idiom of deconstruction. And I think David's to be congratulated in the sense that he well understands that the best place to look uh, would be Derrida's work on the university. By the way, I have to say, if my first paper on Derrida was halfway as good as David's, then I, I, I'd probably be somewhere else in my career than I am, am now. Um, uh, uh, of course, as Derrida, as, as David mentioned, um, when... Yeah, it's interesting to <laughs> say. Not to this, this yeah. way. That's at least... <laughs> In Derrida's engagement with Kant's conflict of the faculties, what Derrida wants to do is observe that uh, in the model of the modern university derived from German idealism, philosophy has a curious role to play in that, in a sense, it's philosophy that engineers the model of the modern university in which it is also a discipline amongst others. Uh, and importantly so, it's a constituted element or part in a whole that it also allots or apportions. And there's the logic of supplementarity in there, very clearly, from a deconstructive point of view, but of course there's also the logic of the, of the quasi-transcendental, where um, uh, philosophy both is and is, is precisely not able to tr- transcend its own location in an institutional disciplinary setting. Or in other terms, what Derrida and Glar calls a certain effect of transcendental excrescence. Um, and I think what was successful about David's paper was, was that he didn't read or insert that in the narrative as just an example of an historical thesis in Derrida's writing, nor an illustration of Derrida's style of thinking, but in a sense that he understood that kind of work, which really is an attempt to intervene in the anguished relations of the empirical to the transcendental, as one moment amongst others in a series of very complicated institutional and disciplinary negotiations that were happening in the 60s, or one might say more broadly in the post-war period, in Derrida's work, negotiations with structuralism, with psychoanalysis, with... um, Structural linguistics in particular, I think David's quite right to observe that deconstruction is far from a linguisticism. In fact, its classical gesture is a critique of linguisticism. So that particularly struck me about David's paper, and I wanted to um, just uh, uh, say that I thought that that was very good, because it might open out onto a notion of... How we might think the transdisciplinary in and through the work of Jacques Derrida. As I say, not just through a slightly abstracted evocation of the quasi transcendental or through um, a, a rereading or reinterpretation of a historical thesis or a, a style of thinking in Derrida, but through understanding and situating uh, the various texts by Jacques Derrida in terms of precisely a set of for want of be a better word, transdisciplinary negotiations in, in settings that are always institutional and disciplinary in some sense. That was my first point, and I, I said I was going to be quick because i really just got three things to say, and I've, I've said one of them already. Um, I think it's very interesting toward the end of Dave's paper where he says that, um, in a sense, the quasi-transcendental wins out over the transdisciplinary and Derrida. I think the effects you describe of the way in which um, Derridian ideas, Derridian arguments become slightly empty concepts or terms without concepts in a whole range of disciplinary writings is something that undoubtedly is true. I'm wondering, though, if the relationship between the quasi-transcendental and the transdisciplinary is more complicated and needs a fuller elaboration than the one you gave, precisely in terms of the logics or problematics that each would seem to entail. Um, so I think that's an interesting avenue for further thinking. And it might be something that um, occupies us in the questions, which we'll hopefully get to in, in just a moment. Um, within that argument, towards the end, um, You talked about singularity and the way in which the relation between the singular and the general in in Derrida might be, to some extent, to blame for that kind of effect, where, in your terms, the quasi transcendental wins out over the transdisciplinary in the reception of Derrida's work and its effects across a range of disciplinary landscapes. I'm wondering if there might not be another way to think about singularity. you're quite right to say that in Derrida the singular is far from simply the unique or the once-and-for-all. For for Derrida, the singularity of, let's say, a mark, which which is a radical incision in language or in the world, nevertheless happens on condition of the possibility of its remarking. The singular is always remarkable. And I wonder if we might be able to think of singularity in those terms Not as a term without a concept, but in a sense as an effect or condition of of the transdisciplinary at work in every discipline. Okay, So that would be one proposition, that the singular uh, within a certain reception of deconstructive thought might be not simply a term without a concept, but precisely an effect or condition of the transdisciplinary at work in each and every discipline. And the third point, and this is really where I finish, and I've I've been much quicker than I (laughs) may otherwise have been, because I'm sure people, A, want to chat, and B, want to drink, is around that term, the post-deconstructive. And I wonder what that might mean for us. Um, Now, the obvious thing that you would expect, I'm sure, someone associated with deconstruction to do, would be to read that term, utilising all the resources of a deconstructive logic and a deconstructive language and play on the post and resort to you know, Leotard's account of the postmodern to rethink the, the post within deconstruction and, and, and do that gesture of reappropriation. That's, that's not one that I'm, I'm especially interested in, but I do wonder if we are in a post-deconstructive moment, and I think we need to take that idea seriously, if we are in a moment where we think difference, particularly in its relation to the universal, as Patrice was saying earlier, differently than, than we might do Um, through the histories of deconstruction and that's not just the work of Derrida that stretches back to Nietzsche, Kierkegaard whatever you want to say if we want to say that we're in a a post-deconstructive moment I wonder what that might mean and in particular I wonder what the economy of that phrase and of that gesture uh, might mean and I think it's a libidinal economy in part I wonder in what way that phrase, uh, to borrow from Spivak, calls on us to rearrange our desires and what that would entail. So it's a question really for everyone here. What does the post-deconstructive mean? Um, And if it's to be reduced to a a simple dismissal of deconstruction or dismissal of Derrida's work, as the principal gesture in, in an analysis that would unfold in, 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 for example, let's say, a Gambon's Homo, Homo Sacca. Um, what would that entail? Uh, and what would that mean to the, the landscape of critical thought today? So I wonder how we might think the post deconstructive without a simple dismissal of deconstruction, but equally without a kind of a, uh, a reappropriative gesture of the, of the kind one would. One would expect and find to happen at a deconstruction conference, I guess. So there's a question in there about the relationship between the quasi-transcendental to the transdisciplinary, uh, and if that's really the best way to think about the idea of terms without concepts moving, sliding across disciplinary spaces. There's a question there about whether we might think singularity differently in a a less negative or restrictive sense. and in a, in a more positive one. And there's a question there about the post deconstructive, And I'll, I'll finish there. Okay. Thank you.